When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Our podcast uh, We're recording this episode without any of them having been out yet So we've got no idea if this We could be right now we could be sitting on the fucking crest of a wave of the newest, like, or we could the, the be new on, big thing, or, or we could be on something that's sunk so badly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that actually it's, it's negatively affected our other projects. And people are now just tuning in, going, "Oh my god, are you guys still going?" Like, I mean, I, I like to think that if the first are awful, this one will never go out. Yeah, but, I think so. I think yeah. so. so. We can say whatever we want on this one, can't we? We can say. So yeah, I think we can be a lot more free with our feelings on this one. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, ha, ha, we can push things. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. I, I've got that sort of that. It's a change in the seasons, right? I'm, I haven't put on my Christmas tree. Actually, by the time you listen to this, I would have put on my Christmas tree. It's a weird thing of doing them like eight months in advance. When do you normally put your Christmas tree? I, I think everyone's doing it earlier this year, right? Yeah. Why? I usually put mine up like tenth of December. Right. I th- I actually th- I think that's a really good time. I'm going to say that now. 10th of December, in my opinion, great time to put up your stuff, your tree. Why? What do you think about this putting Christmas decorations up early? What is your uh, take on it? I think everyone's going to be bored of Christmas. Look, we're all at home for Christmas, right? We're stuck indoors. People are going to be so... Christmas is just going to... And it's not going to be the same Christmas we're used to. I think, I think if anything, we should have done it later. Like, just really sort of, like, get settled around the sort of, like, hardship of being stuck in your house without decoration. Because decorations get annoying after a while. Christmas tree, start, mm. tree starts to stink of piss. Have you ever had that? Christmas tree starts to stink of piss? Yeah, after a while. Like, the, the needles start dying. It starts smelling of piss, no? It doesn't smell of piss. What, what, um, what breed of tree you get? What? I think it's a North Manton fir, fir, fir I usually get. I think you might be getting a Scandinavian uh, piss tree like or something. A, I, I don't know. A pissy sort of odour to it. No Christmas tree's got a... No Christmas tree's got a pissy odour, mate. You Christmas tree... Let me just say, because we're going to start squabbling here, and sometimes you We're not going to start gum. squabbling. No, but sometimes they feed into the week, and we're very close friends, right? Uh, and I, I'm actually going to bring in a new little thing. I'm, Big T's bringing a new thing in here. Uh, okay. If anyone out there knows anything One about... One of the things he's bringing in is referring to himself in the third person as Big T. That's one thing. What's the other thing? What's the other um, thing Big T's bringing in? Experts get in touch, mate. So if there's a Christmas tree expert out there, or someone who knows quite a bit about Christmas trees, like get in touch and say if there is such what, a what, thing. So, as... so sorry, if somebody is, 
if somebody's vocation is being a Christmas tree expert, right? Yeah. But their 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 job is yeah. Christmas trees in the in the industry surrounding it. What makes you think they're going to volunteer to come onto a podcast to confirm to you that sometimes they smell of piss? What 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 incentive? Because, number one. What number incentive one. would a Christmas tree expert have to do that? Number one, I can tell you now, knowing your fan base, I will guarantee there's at least 5% of them will have some knowledge of trees and stuff and okay. such. Okay. Right? Okay. What with sort of, no, because no, you've got that a, fucking, you, you, no, you've got that vegan naturalist sort of like shit about you, right? Naturist. Is it naturist? So what, so 5, 5%, it's not naturist, first of all. Naturists are people that, that spend their time naked. Okay. That's the first thing. <laughs> Second of all, five five percent of my fan base are what potentially Christmas tree experts. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like I think probably fifteen to twenty percent are like flower and tree experts, like knowing loads about like agriculture and stuff or horticulture, whatever it is. But I'd say five percent yeah. of them are probably very knowledgeable about Christmas trees. I'd say five percent. Five percent of my fan base. Yeah. Are very knowledgeable about Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that you've got. A, I think you've probably got a disproportionate amount of people within your your following that knows about like nature and stuff. Which which comedian do you think has the highest proportion fan base that would know about Christmas trees and horticulture? Do you think? Uh, what well, I'd say it would probably be you and Tim Vine. Be the two <laughs> people, I think. <laughs> Tim Vine, I, I love Tim Vine. He makes me think about. Hold on, hold on. Why are you saying? Why are you saying Tim Vine? Because I Tim just Vine? think Tim, Tim Vine's got that lovely spirit. That's quite. He just makes me think of like Christmas, and he's just got a nice way about him. You and I mean, I think there are different reasons. I think people are finding Tim Vine because Tim Vine's just full of like this sort of lovely sort of attitude. I think with you, it's more like yeah, go brother. Like we all have trees and stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so anyway, yeah, what would be good is if we could just get like someone who knows their stuff about Christmas trees. I do have a friend, if actually, if I'm honest, who knows about trees. So if it, okay. if it comes to a push, I can call him and, and say, look, listen, okay. mate. Yeah. And also he's a massive fan of yours. So Okay, well, look, if there is a Christmas tree expert out there, can you please email wolfalpod at gmail.com? And yeah. uh, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Are we actually going to get them on the podcast or get them to send? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I, th- I think bring them into the chat. I think if we can somehow do that. And then what? And then what will happen though? Because because we, we're not. So we'll bring them onto the podcast and we'll say to them, "Can we just?" So we we arrange that. And by the way, I, I know that you won't pick up. No, first of all, I, let's be honest. You're not going to pick up any of the admin slack on that. So I'll be getting in touch with this guy. Right to sort Which out. Which will make his Christmas. That's like an early Christmas present. Like he will literally come down and go. Mum, Dad, you will not believe this. Ramesh so you're assuming? Is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So let, let's get this straight. We, we've got we've got to put put all this together. So this is this guy's going to be a fan of mine because you've already established that five percent of my fans are Christmas tree experts. And and on top of that, you've you've put on this guy that <laughs> not only would he be absolutely buzzing to come onto this podcast and talk about Christmas trees, he still lives with his parents. And he's come downstairs and he's gone, Mum, Dad. So not only not only does he live with his parents, he's the sort of that would come down and announce to his parents that he's been invited to talk about Christmas trees on a podcast. No, he'd probably say something like this. Mum, Dad, you know you say I've never achieved anything, right? Guess who's just emailed me? Who? Who's emailed you? Ramesh Ranganathan. 
wants to know about Christmas trees. And then the whole family would cheer. And she'd be, oh, hopefully that means you're going to bloody move out of us. And, yeah. I mean, I don't okay. know. I'm stuck, it, I guess now we're losing the chance that they might get. It's like a Vianetta of fucking insults. This whole this whole conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I'm not too sure. So anyway, if, get... if I guess what we're saying, if there's some fucking loser <laughs> who's into Christmas trees and living with his parents, and it's sort of prick whose parents would think that him appearing on this podcast would mean he could move out of his house. At 43, 44 years old, then please do get in touch at wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from we, you. Genuinely, we'll have you on the podcast. And not only that, not only that, Tom wants you on the podcast. And do you know what? If you do co- get in touch and you can give the information we need, I will send you um, four rattlers of beer. Yeah. Uh, and your dad will probably take them in, in lieu of rent, I imagine. And you know what? The, thing, the other thing is, we're going to get this person on. We only want to know one thing. Yeah. Is do Chris, can Christmas trees smell of piss? Oh yeah, I don't want him on for like the whole show, like talking about. I, I don't really care about his opinion about other stuff, but I really would like to know if that's a thing. Otherwise, I'm doing something wrong with my Christmas trees, like pissing on it. <laughs> well, you've got a, you've got a dog, haven't you? Yeah, my dog doesn't piss on the tree. My dog's actually very very. Well, how well. do you know? Because he's how very well know? house trained. He's actually, if anything, he's probably the least slobby person in my house. Okay, but how do you know what, what, what a fucking incredible thing for Catherine to be able to listen to when she listens to this book? No, I assume she will do. Lisa won't, Lisa won't listen to this book. I can say, I can say whatever I want about Lisa. If I, I'll prove it to you now. Lisa, I'm cheating. Repeatedly. <laughs> Left, right and centre. And I'm fucking loving it. And yeah, there's Catherine even an emotional probably, bond as well. Catherine would probably rather I said that than turn around and said that our dog has better <laughs> house habits than she does. I think that's... <laughs> No, but I'd say he he, right, he has better he's better he's better behaved around sort of like his sure. You know, but what I would say is, what I would I say is what I would say is is bearing in mind that I don't know. You're the first person that's ever said to me that Christmas trees start to smell of piss, right? Now, so let's look at that from. The, so I imagine you're the sort of guy that that sort of takes the same anecdotes around to everybody you know. So I imagine you said that to other people, right? right. So uh, when you said that, to, when you said that to other people, has anyone else said that? Their Christmas tree also smells of piss. If I'm honest with you, no, I've, I've not. No. I've had no. the similar no. response. And, and by the way, you didn't have to speak. We knew that from the pause. As soon as you paused like that, I knew. Yeah, right? but also, what you—I mean, this is the trouble, right? This is why you, in some senses, would be a good lawyer because you're very cold and you're very like, and that's that's brilliant, right? Because you are—you got this cold, like you know, it's all about the facts. You sort of you can put me in a corner. The truth of the matter is, I have got something up my sleeve. Because when this fella, you're, well, you're a fan, and also if you are a fan of Romish's, like by all means, he'll send you a signed T-shirt. He'll do one of his little skits for you on the radio, right? But, <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> let your love for him and how much you adore him. Don't let that get involved in this argument. Because what we need you for you right now is to come on this and be as serious as possible. Because this is a very like, so. What's, a, what's let, let's let's get to the bottom of this. What's the question that you want answered? Can Christmas exactly, trees exactly, exactly smell of piss? Can Christmas trees eventually smell of piss in in the context of being in someone's house? Yeah, yeah. So they're in someone's house, and when do you take your Christmas tree down? I wait. It, well, what's the date you've got to take it down? It's like the tenth of January, not saying like that. Sixth of January. Sixth. Sixth of January. So right. I'm usually just before that. Sometimes on the sixth. So before, right? So by the sixth of January, a tree that's kept in your house. Yeah. Will often, often enough for you to make an observation, 
will often enough start smelling of piss, right? And you're asking if that's possible. No, I'm asking if that... I know it happens because I've been there and gone, fucking hell, that tree's stinking a bit pissy. Right, okay. I know that for a fact, right? And it's if it's not the tree, then there's something else going on in the house. Between... Yeah, well, well, look, you you live... Listen, you live with a dog, right? I'm not casting any aspersions on your dog. He I'm would sure be devastated if he heard this. He would be devastated. If, if he was in this room now, he would literally pick himself up and slink himself downstairs and go, well, this is this is what it is now, is it? I'm so happy that there's not podcasts for dogs. Because if he could hear this now, he would be, I have never urinated since pu- my puppy years in that house indoors. Are you being the dog? You're being the dog now, eh? Well, no, I would say it for me and him. Because no, I feel that no, no, a lot of okay. people might throw a little bit of cast aspersions. It might be me. I'm not listen. I'm not having a go about your dog. All right, I love dogs. I'm get, we're getting a dog, by the way. Yeah, when well you get you know, a, yeah, right? yeah, when you get a dog, you'll see they don't piss everywhere. Yeah, okay. Unless you train her badly. Yeah, yeah, sure. But you're, you've trained your dog, right? And I know Tom, and I don't want to. I don't want anyone to think badly. Tom does look. He loves that dog. Yeah, right? he absolutely loves that dog. All I'm saying is, for a few days a year. There's an unusual situation yeah. where something that smells very differently to anything else around is in the house for a few days, right? From whenever, 10th of December to the 6th of January, yeah. right? So once a year, you've got that in your house. And we don't know, we don't know, you and I don't know enough about dog biology to if, know if that, that, that smell... If I'm going to put my... Me, I'm going to start thinking as a dog, mate. If I'm the dog coming at you now and you're having... When you, you and the dog are in the pub, right? And you're accusing the dog like you are of these things... If I'm the dog, I'm there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of steps to get to. This. So you're playing a dog that's meet me in the pub because you've heard that I've been saying that you might be pissing on the. Is that is that the role play we're doing now? Yes. So right, I'm okay. coming so in the you, pub. You and come, I'm going... You come down to the pub to sort to have this out. And are you? Have we agreed to meet at the pub, or is this something where no, you're you've down heard there with down all the your, pub? Your you, estate agent, right, mate. You. you <laughs> And he right. comes you want in. To have it, you you want to have it out with me. So you've come, turned up at the pub to fucking square this off, right? Yeah, and he's like... Okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> so the dog's whistling. Yeah, I couldn't whistle then. So I sort of had a little no. bit of laughter left in me. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, rubbish. Yeah. Could I have a word with you? What breed of dog is this? He's a, he's a German shorthead pointer. Right, okay, go on. I'm Tom's dog, by the way. Right. The pointer that you talked about on the podcast... So this dog, let me just get this straight. This dog is assertive enough to come down to a pub, but not assertive enough to refer to himself by his own name. He, he refers to his, himself by his owner's name. Is that right? I you am know, Tom's no. dog. <laughs> he, might, he might not like... I've got friends who do that. They can be, oh, no, I'm Kieran's uncle. You must have people who say, like, yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm Lisa's husband. Or I'm, you know, right. to, you know whatever. Right, they're not the same people, by the way, Kieran. So he's saying, so he's not. Saying, that's not how he. Re- that's not how he refers to himself. He's saying that for my benefit. Yeah, so you know who he is to give me context. So well, otherwise, you like this be any old talking dog. Yeah, and the reason I have to clarify that I'm Tom's dog is because Tom's never invited you around his fucking house, so you have got no idea <laughs> what his dog looks like, <laughs> except for his Instagram. So then he's like, Listen, "That was a very cute photo you put on there." Oh, thank day, you very much. He, he, anyway, I mean, could you? Yeah. Listen, you've been running your mouth about town, saying about me pissing all over the house, right? Put this in your head, mate. I live in that house 12 months of the year, and for a month, it stinks of piss. So who is it? Is it me or the Christmas tree? Okay. See? Now, you are, now you're fucking... You've been put in your place. 
Okay, but if you go into your toilet and it smells of shit, it's not the toilet's fault, is it? You just fucking shut your mouth, mate. <laughs> hey, you just walk out. <laughs> he probably be like that. Keep your fucking keep keep my name out of your mouth, yeah. <laughs> It's if well, I'm honest think, with you, uh, this yeah, is the on. most heated conversation our friendship has had. <laughs> no, Christmas Tom, trip. can I just can I just clarify this? Can I just clarify yeah. this? I'm not saying it's your dog, right? What I'm what I'm saying is, let's look at the ever the facts, okay? Yeah, okay, right? okay. Run me and and your... I'm not. I, I I just want to be crystal clear. I'm not saying it's your dog. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is, I don't know anybody. Whose Christmas yeah. tree is smell of piss? Apart from you, okay. That uh, in all of my life, nobody has ever said the words that you said to me at the beginning of this podcast, right? Nobody, okay. Mm-hmm. I have heard of dogs pissing on trees. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that your dog's doing it, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is, if you were to assess a series of probabilities, if you were to work out. What the likelihood is, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, I'm not saying your dog's pissing on the tree. I'm saying, if I was, if I was attaching percentages, p- probability percentages, I would say dog pissing on the tree is more is a higher percentage than your tree just tends to start smelling of piss of its own accord. Can you do me a favour then, right? I, I actually accept right. what you've said. I think there's some sense there. Okay. Obviously, until we have the expert and... God willing, they get in touch. Right, I'm looking forward to that moment. Can you do me a favour? Go around to a family friend or a loved one or a family member, right, and just walk in and say, um, oh, is your tree doing that funny pissy thing? That funny pissy smell. And see if they go, what? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah, because then what you're doing, right, the clever thing you're doing there, yeah, it's your basically going. So they're even going to go, no, it doesn't smell of piss. They go, oh, yeah, it does that every now and again. Yeah, but I'm leading the question. That's a leading question, isn't it? Mate, okay. Along well, with a better, a better way, a better the tree. Way of, a better no, way along with the question. Christmas tree engineer, along with the Christmas tree engineer, can also yeah. a lawyer stroke solicitor get in contact for how Romish is going to do this next part of the argument, please. So that's two people. And I'd say that probably. I, I think both of us will probably have someone from the legal profession following us. Okay. I, I, do you know what I'm going to do now, Tom? I'm just going to Google this very quickly, right? We could have done that, Can... actually. We could have done that, actually, yeah, 10 we minutes ago. Yeah. And... We could have done and actually had a, an episode that was worth broadcasting, but we've we've gone down this road now. Can Christmas trees... What should I Google? What question Can Christmas Google? trees smell of piss? Or urine? Smell... But urine, because Google doesn't like piss and stuff. Okay, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it seems like this is quite a common phenomenon. <laughs> oh yeah, in your face, in your face. Oh, uh, honestly, right? That feels like Lanzini against Tottenham. That feels free all, mate. That is literally watching your face there. I, do you know what? I, you, I saw your shoulders literally dropped. You, you. Your glasses slipped down your nose as you read the different uh, people's accounts of how their 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 Christmas trees smell of urine. Do you know what? Do you know what's so embarrassing as well? Go on. 
is actually the, the reason that they do start to smell is so much, so obvious. Which is? You know when you water, you put water in, yeah. the, in the pot? Yeah. It, it, because it's just sitting there, it sort of becomes like... Stale, stagnant, like piss. Yeah. It's like basically that, but the, um, the pot that it's in is like a, it's like a bladder, right? And it floats. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a weird way of looking. I mean, it's it's a pot full of stagnant water. I don't think, you, yeah, okay, it's like a bladder. Fine. So, Romish's Christmas tree fans, there's no need for you to get in touch now. We've solved this argument, uh, and uh, I think. Are it, you slightly embarrassed that we've talked about this for as long as? I, I tell you why, because that feels no, so no, no, obvious, no. You know what? It? I was slightly going down the, the route of thinking, well, this is a bit embarrassing. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. There's not an end to this bit, and now there's an end that, I, again, is proved that my general knowledge and my knowledge of the world is slightly sort of sharper than yours at times. And what's great is... Hold on, 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 hold on. I am willing to concede that there is some eggnog on my face as a result of this this Christmas tree embarrassment, right? I'm I'm happy to admit that. The idea that that's because you've got a higher level of general knowledge than me is a fucking insane assertion. What you what you've said is, is your Christmas tree sometimes smell of, smells of piss, and I've gone I've not heard of that, and it turns out that other people have had that as well. That doesn't mean your general knowledge is better than mine. No, but you've got to say right. There was a time in this argument where you were so smug, right? You were fucking. Look, twir- I agree with that. I, you were, I, I no, agree you with that. Is it- twirling your hair like the girl at Illegally Blonde, right? <laughs> You're like Reese Weatherspoon in it. You thought you'd nailed it, right? And you, you, you just, it was just that thing. It's that thing. Every now and again, the underdog comes up. So everyone who's listening, this is, this is just a lesson in life, right? There was a time I was going to concede there and say, actually, maybe you're right. But I knew that Christmas trees sometimes you stunk didn't know. piss. You didn't, you didn't I know. Smelled you them. didn't know. You're about, you're about to concede. And I Googled it, is what happened. And, and poor Darren fucking trudges back upstairs dreams crushed actually if i'm honest with you all your christmas tree friends are now just going to be like oh god rom don't get into this argument because tom's right tom knows christmas trees better than you so there's a tip as well don't leave uh, don't leave the water in your christmas tree for ages no do you reckon a lot of your christmas tree fans will now just slide over to me yeah i mean you're welcome to that five percent that i guess five percent of mine is what 90 95 percent of yours Zing, sir, zing. What a hell of an intro to the show. I've got to be honest, that was, I found that, that was, that was, I would say, honestly, I'm not just exaggerating, that looked bad on me, didn't it? I think. I think that was a bad. You have a very cynical mind at times, my friend, a very closed, cynical mind. And although it's Mm. a beautiful and brilliant mind, at times you just need to be like, actually, I probably should listen to Tom a little bit more often. But I'm not going to rub it in. Now, Tom, yeah. we put out a little request for for problems, yeah, right? um, or questions or whatever. This is something that we're that we're wanting to do, and 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 Tom, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be personal problems. It doesn't have to be. It can be absolutely anything at all. It could be it could be a trivia question. Mm-hmm. It could be a question about a specific issue you've got going on in your life. 
it could be an opinion question. It could be it could, the Christmas tree one would be a good example. If you had a Christmas yeah. tree issue, don't Google it. Send it in to us and let us uh, yeah. chew the pine. Well, that's, that's I wish I hadn't said that. Yeah, it well, feels a got, bit like got, we're we, cheating a bit now because we've sold the Christmas one by Google, but I think that had yeah, to be sure. done. Otherwise, I don't think we'd have got past it today. So No. Well, then we'd have to have two guests on and it would have just been a ball like Now... <laughs> Um, actually, Tom, we've got we've got one email that's got six problems in it. Wow! Now I don't I don't I don't I don't expect us to be able to get through all of these, but I do want to help give a little bit of guidance here. Okay, so well, this is where me and you are this, different. This I'd e- like to get through all six and help this person because they need it. Okay, well, let's just make it quick then, because we fucked around with this Christmas tree thing. We haven't really got time to go into huge detail on this, but okay. So this email comes from Cassim D. Cool. Right? Yep. Uh, it says, Dear Rom and Tom, having reached the ripe old age of 40 plus, I imagine your 20s don't seem like they were that long ago to you. Is that true? Do you, do you, uh, how long ago do your 20s feel to you, Tom? Well, about 20 years ago. So, sort of, mm, same again. Of, I, I asked for that, really. I, I asked for that, really. Uh, to give some context, I'm 23 years old. Well, hard year. Tough time, that 23. Yeah. Out of a five year relationship. Graduated he's just this out of year. a five-year relationship. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. He's out of a five-year relationship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, graduated this year. Moved to a new city to start a new job. Two months. It says during these unprecedented times. He's put unprecedented in capital letters to suggest that he's taken the piss. I have a few questions relating to age, potential upcoming midlife crises, and life. Number one, okay. if you're 23 and you're worried about a midlife crisis, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You're don't worry about that until you're, I know, I know. you're buying some decks and trying to fucking play them. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's so good about that is that, um, for those of you that don't know, I, I have decks and Tom knows that. Um, he knows that very well. What you won't have seen on the podcast is the fucking orgasmic glee that spread across his face even before he delivered his punchline there. He was so... So pleased with himself. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. So no, that we I feel like we have to be taking Cassium because he's uh he needs some serious advice here. So he's a professor? I, I don't know what he is. He doesn't say what he um he doesn't say what he's graduated doing, he doesn't say what his job is or anything like that. I assume those are irrelevant. Uh his first one and, and by the way, there's two questions. Two of these six questions are uh, 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 addressed to one of us alone, right? So just right, to let okay. you know. Do you want your like specific one first? Yeah, let's go one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah? Okay. So the first one is to both of us. Mm-hmm. What are some things you wish you did in your 20s? Oof, maybe travelled, I'd say. Travel. I, I wish I'd travelled mm. more. Sort of see more of the world. Uh, like a younger age when I didn't have any sort of proper responsibilities and I could have been a bit more carefree where uh, would you have liked to have gone sort of anywhere that wasn't sort of <laughs> Sut- uh, Felaraki or like I, I'd have liked to have gone like Thailand and Australia and India and seen the world a bit more you know which is too late now because I think once you get to a certain age it's sort of it's a bit sadder isn't it sort of traveling around so what are you like, not are you not are you uh, are you not going to go to any of those places then well, I might do. I mean, probably when I retire now, it's just not going to be the same, is it? You can watch young people having a good time and you're sort of fucking finding somewhere to get a cup of tea. It's, yeah. 
What do you, what I, do you... I think like I think if if I could give him any advice, I'd say Cassium or like do it now. Quit whatever you're doing and just go and do it. You tell him to quit his job. Well, it sounds like he's lost his job anyway. Is that what you're saying? Like he sounds like he's. Look, I'm going to tell you now. You're in your twenties, right? I didn't take life that seriously. <laughs> I had an awful job in my twenties, right? And I went to that job every day, and I did it. Yeah, and w- literally didn't I? I can't even remember. I enjoyed weekends. I enjoyed the evenings out, but I, I didn't do anything or achieve anything from twenty to thirty at all. I literally was just like pub and work. That was my whole life, like ice bar, <laughs> literally vaults, whatever. Oh, I used I, to I love vaults. I used to love vaults. Vaults was a great place. I mean, vaults was literally vaults was pretty much the epitome of my fucking travelling. Getting on the fucking four twenty. Yeah, Volts, Volts and Kingston. Volts, oh. It's not Volts anymore. That can't be. Can no, it? no, no. It won't be Volts anymore. It'll change. What? What? So for you, Ron, what? What would that have been in your twenties? What? What I wish I'd have done. Yeah. Uh, I guess lost my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> you lost it on your 29th birthday. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no, I, I I I think Tom's advice is good. I, I'm just I don't know about leaving leaving your job because what are you going to do if we get an email next week and he says he's left his job? How would oh, you don't feel leave about your it? job? Take a sabbatical or saying I I I had the, look, I didn't even okay. have a proper job. I had the sort of job I could walk in on a Friday and get a job. Like I worked in scaffold. I worked on building sites. So it wasn't like a job yeah. job. But this guy contract. this guy's graduated. This, yeah, this, this is where you're, I'm not a boffin like it. This is where you're better than I, it, I am. At that. No, but so I'm just. I'm not, I'm, it's not even about being a boffin. I'm saying that he's graduated this year. He's moved to a new city to start his job. He's asked us for some advice, and you've said leave your job. No, no. Just, well, actually, he's travelling anyway because he's in a new city. So even even if right. I'd gone and done scaffolding in Hull, it'd have been fucking different from doing it in Croydon. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So you're doing one over the things. Tom's advice. Tom and my advice is to, you know, do a bit of travelling. Obviously, um, wait for the lockdown and quarantine and stuff to be over but but get something in yeah. get something in a diary a- anywhere in particular you're thinking well i'd, I'd say if i was him I'd, I'd be looking at australia thailand sort of way mm-hmm. after time of your life uh try and avoid any convictions if you can <laughs> okay second question is how are 20s I, i'm not sure we can answer this question how are the 20 how are being in your 20s different compared to back in your day what I mean, that. Do you know what? This is this is a bigger question because at, at first I was actually going to come at this annoyed, and and then I break it down. I could and, tell that. I could no, tell but that. Then I break it down and go. He's got that. a point. Because in my twenties, there weren't in in our twenties. Not everyone had mobile phones. It was a whole fucking different world. If you went down the pub in our twenties, right, and you arranged to meet all your mates at seven o'clock in uh, the Rat and Parrot. If no one, if you got there, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa! What made you just say Rat and Parrot? It's a, there's a pub that gets everywhere, isn't it? It's a sort of chain pub. That's where I. I mean, most of my twenties, I drink drank in the Rat and Parrot. You know. That? Yeah, yeah. So it was a it was a it was a known pub. It was a good chain back in the day. Okay, go on. So if you think about it, right, you went to the pub at seven. If unless you were like one of the small percentage of people who had a mobile phone, you just have to make hope that your mates didn't get there early and go oh, shit in there. Let's all go somewhere else and traipse around fucking Crawley or Croydon and fuck or Kingston, trying to fucking find where all your mates are gone because yeah. you didn't have a phone. Yeah. So for a start, that's a fucking big one. Yeah. Like you didn't have phones or anything. The world. Was... The way you told that. The way you told that in the same way that somebody might tell a story about being on rations during the war. <laughs> It's fucking incredible. It's part of the reason why I feel sorry for my children's children. You know, our children's children, when they listen to their parents talk about this current time, 
you know what I mean? Like, McDonald's yeah. was closed. You've got no idea. Couldn't get a haircut <laughs> for two months. You know, all of that shit. I mean, the PlayStation 5 thing was absolutely ter- yeah. terrible. Oh, was... we, we, I remember we spent an afternoon just looking website after website. In the end, I had to buy it from StockX. <laughs> well, you couldn't go in a shop. That was the thing. <laughs> so the PlayStation's out. Hearing all these stories about how good Miles Morales' Spider-Man is, you can't even play it. Well, that's the thing. Back in our day, you wouldn't have heard those stories if you were sat indoors because no one could fucking get in touch with you unless you phoned someone on a house phone. Do you know what I mean? It was a whole different world. Mate, can I tell you a story about Volts, right? This is honest truth. Right. Honest to God happened to me, right? Two separate occasions at Volts this happened to me, right? Yeah. First occasion, I'm at the queue at Volts, right? Yeah. This is Volts Nightclub in Kingston. I've got no idea if they've changed ownership. I hope they have because this story is not that positive about them. So I'm still in the queue at Volts. The bouncers, right? I, I'm looking ahead in the queue. The bouncers start just pulling blokes out of the queue, right? Um, just pulling them out, just like pulling them out going, you're not coming in tonight, you're not coming in tonight, just fucking clearing out blokes, right? And I'm sort of watching going, fucking hell, are they like, at first was what I was looking ahead going, are those guys like in a fight or something? And then the, the bouncers are like working their way down because I thought initially it was like troublemakers or something, right? Oh, so they, cut, they keep working their way down. And then it get, they get to me, right? I'm there with my girlfriend, grab me, throw me out, right? I'm out. And they start working my through. I, I, no word of a lie, right? This is honest to God truth. It was at that point that I realised that every bloke was Asian. Oh, ba- shit. Basically, they went through and de-Asian blokes that entire queue. It was, I sw- and people don't believe when I say so. I'm fu- honestly, mate, it's fucking mad. It was mad. I, I mean, I could believe it. The, the doormen there were fucking prime knuckleheads, right? But um, the worst thing is I went back. I went back. <laughs> Imagine. Did your girlfriend go in, or did she leave the queue with you? No, she left the oh, queue. Cool. She left the queue. She left. The queue. I, I was she, generally she thinking that. the end of that story is that she sort of shrugged and sort of smiled and went in, and you waited yeah, out there till went, three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. she come out with another bloke. <laughs> you offered the both of them for fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever have those relationships, Tom, where you just fucking yeah. did anything? You're oh, oh my yeah. god, yeah. That literally, like, I, I remember being in relationships with people where you're just looking at it thinking, what are you doing with your life? I oh, know. I remember being with a girl, this is no joke, I was with a girl right, for a while where I genuinely thought it was a practical joke that all of my mates and like, my family had got together and got someone to do a wind-up that the girl was just pretending to go out with. Like, like I was waiting for her to go, look, this is, look, no one thought you'd fall for this as much as you had have and like you know and you said you love me and all this like this is a joke oh God, that... the sad thing, and you're and you're on one knee <laughs> i all of pretty much all of my relationships in my 20s were like me just like with like clinging on with anything i had it's so fucking pathetic when you've got that when you've got that level of self-esteem and i'm not saying that's unique to us loads of people go for it and Cassim, actually this is quite good this is quite good advice for you mate is that when you're in your 20s You've got a fucking, you know, don't be so desperate to be in a relationship that you just sell yourself out. It's just, it's so bad, man. I can be that. I can be into I that. I can be that guy. I can, I can be there. that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can go there. Yeah, if you want me can, to be, I'll go there. If you want me to be interested in horses, I can be. Oh, it's so pathetic. The, 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 I went talking about, like, the worst thing that I remember going to vaults, right? Do you remember if you got off the bus from I think actually it came from Crawley as well it was like 420 it came yeah. from like that way 
and you yeah. basically went down this big slope as you were walking to vaults, right? And I remember yeah. I bought a pair of Patrick um, Patrick Cox wannabes, and they had leather yeah. soles. And I didn't know that you had to like score the bottom of them to fucking make. Right. So we walked. It's like a cold fucking winter's night. It's been raining. I walk down. I see this girl that I fancy for ages. I'm like, oh man, I'm just gonna go and chat to her. Like, so I sort of do this really fucking like sort of like Chandler Bing esque fucking jog up yeah. behind her with a hey hey like that sort of thing. And as I get to her, I realise I can't stop fucking moving, right? Because the floor's become so slippery in these leather sole shoes. And my fucking legs keep on going. But I try and keep my body sort of like like by the side of her. My legs literally just flip up and I smash to the ground, right? Like with like like it was like an elephant fucking like being felled. Right, I just lay on the fucking thing and she was like, Are you alright? And all her mates were just laughing, just pissing themselves laughing. And I can hear my mates laughing, other people are on the bus going, Oh my god, do you see that? Who are walking past, like sort of treading over me. It's fucking absolutely and then, honestly, for like probably about two years after that, when I'd be in vaults, there'd always be one person who'd come up and go, "Oh, you're that big fucking idiot who fell, uh, slipped over in the uh, on the slope." Yeah, and you're like, yeah, that, you're like, yeah. That's it. Do you know what's so sad about that is I know from being, you know, that we have got a lot in common in this regard. But I know what you will have done is you'll have seen that girl. You'd have been slightly nervous oh, to do yeah. anything because you sort of think there's no way that that girl's going to have any interest in me. Blah blah blah. And then you think to yourself, no. Do you know what? No, man, I'm going to give it a shot. Like, and I've, got my Le- I've got my Levi's on. I've got my yeah. Patrick Cox's on. I'm, ba- yeah. I'm back to the Ben Sherman and a, and a box leather jacket. There's a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. It's a small one. There's a, chance. there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance that when I'm wearing absolutely all my best gear, the best stuff I own, I've done myself up to the apps. This is the absolute maximum I can look. This is the absolute, <laughs> the best I will, I've ever looked. Is when I'll have the confidence to talk to this girl, right? Yeah, I've got. Uh, uh, what 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 aftershave are you? Oh are you mate, I'd have been then? busting some cool water back then. Mm. I was like an Izzy Miyake guy. Oh, right? maybe that's a classy guy. Yeah, that's a classy guy. You go over there. You've overcome your. You've overcome your shyness. You run over there, and then you just fucking yeah, twat it like total that. yourself. And then you've got a really bru- bruised elbow. Yeah, you walk your part. You're queuing at the bar for a fucking pound a pint, and everyone's laughing. Word of spread, and also hardly no one really gives a fuck. Once they're in there, they're just after you know. But in your head, that's all anyone's talking about. You're fucking sat, sitting in a corner of fucking vaults with a Bacardi breezer and a fucking bruised knee, just wishing that you could go home and sort of talk to your mum about it. I remember, I remember, I'd been going out of a girl for like a really long time, right? And uh, we split up, and it was a it was a bad split, and I'd like. I was I was really like out. I'd I'd ruled myself out of the game. Do you know what I mean? I say a game. I don't know what you're like, Tom, but all of my relationships have followed six months of working with the person. <laughs> I, I, that would have that'd have been pretty fucking t- t- tough when you're working as a scaffolder. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I was that way inclined, it's a pretty small pull. <laughs> so I, I split up with this girl. And then we're at, we're at um, Icon Diva in Crawley, right? Oh God, I know. And my mates, my mates were going to me. You've got to like, you've got to chat to a girl. And like, the force is just so. I just the force is not strong in me at all. Yeah. Right. We've talked about this a lot, and so I was really like nervous. And there were these two girls, and they had this like American diner in the in the club, right? And there were these two girls sitting eating something, and my mate goes to me, right? You come with me. I'm going to chat to that girl and you chat to this girl. And by the way, these are the days when 
it was totally, you know, th- this is another thing, Cassim. This is a difference between you being in your 20s and us being in our 20s. It was expected that you would go and harass women that were just trying to have a nice night out. It was just accepted that you would go completely fucking unprompted and shoot your shot with a girl. And if they knocked you back, they were the arsehole. That, that, was, the, that, was, the, that was the fucking way it went down so many times. Anyway, we, I walk over with my mate and he starts chatting to this girl. I, I promise you, um, this is how the, my conversation went. I sat down. She was eating a hot dog. I don't know why. The first thing I said to her was, <laughs> the first thing I said to her was, you look like you're enjoying that. All right? She she didn't say anything to me. She turned to her friend and she goes, can you just get him the fuck away from her? <laughs> Jesus. My mate who was chatting to the other girl, he could not fuck he could not fucking process how quickly I'd managed to alienate this woman. Oh, mate, I could talk about these stories all day long. I remember this is the this is the lowest one where you talk about this, right? It's like in a small like you know, me and you cover these small sort of little towns, right? And I remember like Blue Orchid. Yeah. Like splitting up with a girl and everyone but yeah, you know, we everyone would be going there on a Thursday night, Blue Orchid was the one, right? Everyone used to go there from that yeah. from where I lived. And I remember splitting up with this girl and I was absolutely heartbroken. Like I made best friends with her brother. It was so, so embarrassing. <laughs> her brother's about six years younger than us. <laughs> Find her brother and his mates bags and cans of beer. She'd be like, "Why are you fucking hanging out with my brother? It's so fucking weird." Right. And one of my pals, very much in the way that your mates done that, he's gone. She's in here tonight, and she's with her mates. The best thing you could do is look like you're having a good time, and try and make her jealous, right? Yeah. Which is like the worst advice because the best advice a friend yeah. can give you, in it, and this is my advice, Cassie. I mean, if you're feeling like that, mate, just go home because there's no better person yeah. in the world than your parents. Don't don't try and be fucking. Don't listen to your masculine fucking like that shit advice because honestly, that night I got absolutely leathered, right? Leathered, and I sort of did that. You know that thing where people go, "Oh, just dance like no, you know, dance like no one's watching." When you're six foot seven, there's no chance of that happening. When you start dancing, you're absolutely fucked on fucking blue WKDs and whatever else you've been drinking. Everyone's fucking watching and everyone's laughing, and it's an absolute shower of embarrassment. And then I threw up in the middle of the fucking dance floor. Oh my god! Right? About three or four people slipped over my sick. I slipped over my sick, and a doorman, all the doorman, and fucking just like grabbed me and dragged me off there was sick people you know and they dragged me out and then i just started crying like sobbing to the doorman about oh this God. how you know this how much i love this girl and all this and he just i remember the doorman just looking at me with like, so much pity and just saying look just sit here and just get yourself together and i remember just sitting at the back of blue orchid on a fucking curb with a bottle of water every now and again this fucking doorman would come out going you all right mate come on sort yourself out you know do, do you want to like make a phone call in the office or whatever it was just so embarrassing and that, that's... My God, by the way, that door, that doorman, what an incredible guy. Oh, he was lovely. He was like... Yeah, but people are like, oh, yeah, I remember having a fight with the doorman. It's certainly a better thing to be like, a oh, doorman dragged me out of a crowd rather than the doorman felt so sorry for me. He had to come and check, check yeah. out, you know. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a... Not, I don't think I've ever been in that tragic a situation that I've been invited to make a phone call from the nightclub office. <laughs> that was genuinely a low. That's a fucking low, right? <laughs> I'm going to be marched through. 
you're lucky, Cassim, you've got me and Ramesh here to tell you these stories because I remember going into work as a scaffolder on Monday and other people have been in the fucking Blue Orchid and told that story. And I had literally probably about three years of shit about crying in a nightclub. Mm. Different times. I'll tell you what happened to me, Tom, is that when I was like maybe 17, 18, I sort of flirted with... Now, Tom, as you know, my I would say my dress sense is slightly hip-hop influenced yeah, yeah. now. You know, I wear a... You know. Back then, I sort of didn't really know where to draw the line. Right? So occasionally I would sort of... You know, it's weird. Like I would buy stuff that I'd seen rappers wearing, forgetting that I am sort of a British Asian kid in Crawley. It doesn't the context is not the same, right? Anyway, I remember there's this girl that I quite liked at, at college, right? And uh, I really liked her, and she'd sort of invited me to 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 be at the same. You know, she, it wasn't like go out with me. It was like I'll see you at the base in East Grinstead, right? So I was like, all right, wicked. And I, for some reason, had convinced myself that part of the thing that had attracted her to me was that kind of, that kind of hip-hop style that I've got, right? So I went to the base with, like, really baggy kind of red trousers, bright red, right, pinrolled, right, Timberlands, right, an oversized shirt, but but just so you know, to give you some context for this, I've been watching a lot of Jodeci videos, right? Um, leather waistcoat, right? But to top it off, and th- this was the, this is the apps. I, I cannot believe I thought this was this was okay. I wore a a, a bandana. Oh my right? god! <laughs> right, a red. You know, like those. Well, you're not a bandana. It's all a red bandana, a bloods bandana. Yeah. I turn up at the club, (laughs) at the base. (laughs) You know what? All of a sudden, I'm genuinely thinking, if I love you to death, and I love that our friendship has blossomed through our 30s, but you can imagine what a sad fucking pair of pricks we'd have been in our 20s. We'd never have had the confidence if we were friends together to have fucking done this for a job. Go on, sorry. (laughs) Anyway, so this is what's really sad about it is I didn't realise what happened until quite late on in the evening, right? So what happened was, I saw her, she saw me, and then she and then she went off to get a drink or whatever. And then I felt like we were playing it cool and I didn't want to approach her too soon and shit like that. And so I, I just sort of hung out with my mates and stuff like that. And then a bit later on, I sort of went to find her and uh, she was gone, right? And, and and then what I realised had happened was, is she had seen me being so embarrassed about the possibility of being seen by other people talking to this guy wearing a fucking bandana that she just left. Did you ever speak right? to her again? So, no, I, well, I don't remember speaking to her again. No, I don't think so. And, and then I, I left, right, the club. And I went to this is this is sort of the tragic fucking almost the most tragic part of the whole thing, right? I was drunk and feeling sorry for myself, right? Because you know when you've teed just you know like that same thing with the with your loafers where you fall yeah, ass yeah, over yeah, tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely dejected. I was like fucking snake's belly low, right? <laughs> and then I just thought I'm just gonna fucking get some food at the kebab shop like a fucking loser and just go home, right? And I remember going into the show. By the way, people staring at me. Everywhere I go, I'm getting stared at, right? Because 
I look like a pirate, basically, right? I walk into the kebab shop, right? You look like you work at Chessington get... World of Adventures on the Jolly Roger. <laughs> Thought Park's that way, mate. I go into the kebab shop. I order my food. As I'm waiting for my food, this drunk girl comes up to me. And it's just such a nothing thing to say, but it sent me into a fucking... She just looked at me and she went... She just pointed at my head and she goes, I like your handkerchief. <laughs> oh, bless you. That's horrible. <laughs> did you say anything? Did you retort or did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just took my food and I left. <laughs> it's so horrible, isn't it? It's so... Do you know this is... Uh... This, this actually now feels like a counselling session for me and you. We had a guy who played in our football team, right? And he uh, he was uh, like the coolest guy you'd ever met, meet. And his nickname was Sl- Slick. He, and his real name was CJ, right? So his nick- his real name was CJ. Like, people would just call him CJ, right? And then that mm, became mm. Slick. So it was like, like CJ right. was Tom Davis in any fucking, even T, nothing's cool about that, right? CJ, which yeah. is a fucking cool name, if anyone's calling you CJ, then becomes Slick. Right, and he used to work in a uh, like a shop called Fusion or something in Sutton. He was like fucking the guy to fucking go to for clothes and all that. Yeah. But I used to find back then, like now, it's not too bad. If you're a big, big guy now, you can find stuff that's going to fit you. Everyone does a tall range mm. or whatever. Back then, you'd really struggle to find something. And he used to like, whenever you had yeah. big size and things, he'd just text all like fucking give me a shout and fucking down a pub. Oh, I've got a really nice Versace sh- like, shirt that'll fit, fit you lovely. My confidence and fucking self-belief was so fucking low. I used to walk in and he, like he'd always go, "Oh mate, look, put this on," and it would always be like two sizes too small, and the buttons would breach, and like fucking, <laughs> he'd like go, uh, and I go, oh, "These buttons should should they be like round my round my chest, like popping open like this?" And he'd be like, "Just wear it, I'm done, mate. Just go with it, right?" <laughs> and I so wanted to fucking look cool and have like 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 he'd look yeah. fucking, he'd be wearing a similar shirt and look so fucking cool. Yeah. Right, and I'd look at him, and go, "Oh yeah, maybe I look a bit like that." And I'd look in the mirror with fucking rose tinted glasses. He once sold me a pair of fucking like plastic leather trousers, right, and said, "You know, these are fucking these look blinded on you." And they were like, they weren't even cheap. Right? I'm I'm saying like at the time they were probably fucking like 250, 260 quid. And this I'm talking late 90s, early part of like fucking. Yeah. And I remember going out in those and a fucking like. Like, not, what shoes do you wear if you're a fucking six foot seven man who squeezes himself into some fucking PVC trousers? Do you know what I mean? But I, like, I remember going out on a Friday night and people ripping me. I was like, I remember a girl just coming up to me, like, sort of smiling over, laughing with her friends and coming walking over. And I was like, you're right. And she was like, yeah, yeah. Me and my mates were just saying, I bet you've got a really sweaty ass. Oh my god! Is that horrible? I was like, Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that is quite sweet. Yeah. You know, like you, you have no retort to it, but I know oh, you, you're you're just trying to turn yeah, it into no. a bit of banter, like you're in on the joke. Yeah, no, my eyes really sweaty. Yeah. Well, no, well, to be fair, actually, my boxer shorts are wet right through. It's like, <laughs> so so to be um, yeah. Uh. If if I'm honest with you, Cassie, if your fucking twenties are anywhere near as pathetic and depressing as mine and Romish's, um, they will get better. In your thirties, so yeah, just grit your teeth and get through it, son. Well, Tom, that's great advice, Cassim. I hope we haven't depressed you too much. Um, we are 
we'd love to do the rest of your problems, Cassie, but we're actually we're actually out. Do you know? I'm starting to think that you know it, it was great getting Cassim's questions, and hopefully we can come back. As, uh, but it feels like that. Do you want to? Do, do you want to? Should we come back to it, this? Yeah, next? but it feels yeah. like that became something of a counselling session for me and you in the end. Yeah, I mean, actually, weirdly, Cassie, what I would say is you came to us with a problem, and actually, in your own way, you enabled us to talk about ours. So you may be sitting there, Cassim, thinking, "Thank you, Tom and Ron," but actually. From on behalf of both of us, yeah, we'd like to thank you. Yeah, so you know, it just goes to show you, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what exactly, but it shows you. Uh, Tom, as always, can you uh, do your thing and take us out of the wolf for now, please? So listen, who are you when you look in the mirror? You're ever changing. A little bit like a Christmas tree. On the tenth of December, you brought it to someone's home, and you. You're glistening, your prickly pine needles, green as can be. And everyone's looking at you with adulation, a newborn. And then, you know, the baubles and everything are put on you. And you look even prettier and you look great. And then they water you and slowly but surely you start reeking of piss. And people come in and they look at you with the same fond eyes. Tough times, tough times. But there'll come a time around the 6th of January where they'll take off the decorations and they will put you out the front of their house for garbage men to put into a pit somewhere for recycling of trees. And when people do that, they'll be sad because the joy that Christmas tree brings is something pretty special. And that's a little bit like life. You know, no matter who you are, where you are, remember... (laughs) The times when the baubles shone brightest. And sometimes, sometimes it's not the worst thing to stink of piss. It's just you drinking water. So, yeah, that's my, that's me breaking down this week. That was, that was so nice. Sort of a man describing the cycle of a Christmas tree and realising that it actually only gets bleaker as you continue, and then realising he didn't have an end to that bit. That was you was know really what? Good uh, to watch. That was another one where I sort of started off thinking, oh, this is going to be really actually, this is probably going to be the most, like, sort of like, like it's going to be quite inspiring for anyone listening, going, yeah, you know what? I'm going to fucking get out. I actually realised that the Christmas tree is only good for about fucking five minutes. I love it if Katy Perry decided to do this song instead of fireworks, I don't know about a Christmas tree, it just gets more and more depressing as it goes on. Baby, you're a Christmas tree. <laughs> That turned you stinking fucking wee. What an awful song. I thought we ashamed of myself. Let's go out on that. Uh, well, look, Tom, thank you very much, brother. Kasim, thank you. Thank you, Kasim. We'll see you guys next week for The Wolf and the Owl. Laters. Laters. Laters.